We're outside the travel agency, a cannabis store that's got everyone buzzing. When I walked in, I felt like I was in the elite of the skies, like I'm about to get elevated and lifted in the best way. Got the important essential things. I need sleep, so tinctures, salves to relax my body, right? The best New York flowers. Come down to the travel agency and see for yourself. For use only by adults age 21 and older. Keep out of reach of children and pets. In case of accidental ingestion or overconsumption, contact the National Poison Control Center. Consume responsibly. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Rewatch Ryan YouTube channel. My name is Ryan Snelling, and I am so excited to see you. Did you ever think I'd make it back to this YouTube channel ever again? I didn't. It's been a long, wild December so far. Not even December. It is January 1st. Happy New Year. I'm excited. It's going to be fun for you because I'm going to make more content now that I have all of my stuff set up. It's great. So, welcome. This is my new apartment slash townhouse. I don't really know what to call it on a day-to-day -day basis, but it's exciting for me. Do I have blankets hanging up over some mic stands right now to dull the noise? Yes. Soundproofing this room has been uh, very difficult so far, um, only because I'm on a budget. If I wanted to spend a ton of money, I don't know if well, I have a lot of money to spend on this entire place, but I've been trying to do my best soundproofing my room, starting here at home base, making my bedroom as comfy as possible. I'm not quite there yet, but at least I have my desk and everything set up. You know, it's funny, right before I hit record, I realized that I didn't have the overlay, like the titling everything that you can see on the YouTube channel here. I realized that I didn't even have that up. And I had to go find my external hard drive with all those files on it and plug it in. Anyway, so that's a little... That's how unprepared I was. If you are a subscriber to the uh, podcast feed, I put out an episode a few days ago, um, basically just announcing everything that I'd gone on, knowing that I'd be back at some point. But I didn't tell the YouTube community, and I apologize for that. But thank you for hanging out with me. I hope you had a tremendous December. I hope you had a great Christmas and a great New Year's. Mine was, it was pretty good. Um, and it, it could have been worse. So... For those of you who might need a refresher, I moved from Arizona back to Kentucky. So I'm back home where I belong with all of my friends and family. And I was excited for Christmas. I was excited for everything, really. I was even excited to get snowed in. Yeah, I haven't felt cold weather or seen snow in years. I was excited to uh, experience that, experience seasons. So I've been really, um, I don't know, grateful and appreciative for all the little things. I got a new job, which is going great. Um, you know, I used to work at Starbucks. I didn't really talk about it much on the podcast, but yeah, I, I talked about it a lot on my Instagram. That's for sure. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, I used to work at Starbucks. I no longer do. I have a job that I'm very happy with. Uh, I get paid a lot more and virtually no stress whatsoever. It's incredible. I just go in and take care of what I need to take care of and I'm out 
And uh, now I'm going to be able to come home and focus on creating content and uh, doing all the things I love doing. So, yeah, I just needed some time to collect myself and, you know, I don't know, throw my life at the wall and then pick up the pieces and put it back together. There, there's a metaphor for you. Uh, but yeah, so the, the townhouse is good. It's it's spacious. It's big. I need to fill it with a lot of things. Um, it's it's pretty silly looking right now. Like I don't even have a kitchen table, but we will get there. I've got friends helping me out with my furniture and everything. So um, that's exciting. And I, w- I was excited to live in a place like this. The community I live in is really nice. And I don't have anybody above me uh, to make noise. I mean, that mattered a lot to me because I was thinking about you the whole time, the listener. Um, so again, sorry if there's like a slight echo, but I can't do anything about it. Um, so I've been here for probably a little over a week, a week and a half or so, and it has been mostly quiet, but did I find out earlier this week that my neighbor is some sort of track star? Yes, I did. Are they just running throughout their townhouse or apartment at any given moment? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Are the Olympics in 2023? Because it sure does sound like you're training for something in your apartment in the middle of the day when I want to record content. But that's okay. We'll figure it out together. Uh, Another thing that's different is I didn't go to Starbucks, but I made cold brew. Mushroom cold brew. I just wanted to leave you there with mushroom cold brew. Unless I've never talked about mushroom coffee. Anyway, we're here. I know I feel like I'm talking like it's a regular podcast, but this is a special event podcast. One thing that I've been missing out on is list season. Uh, I haven't been able to rank anything, and I've missed it so much. Um, So we are here to rank the entire MCU now that Phase 4 has officially come to a close. I'm, I'm glad I could, you know do this right before Quantum Mania, because if I had delayed any further, it would have been too late again. Um, I've talked about this before. I'm only going to do two um, of these a year. So we'll meet back up in like June or July or whatever, and I'll rank the MCU again after said projects have come out, but I'm not going to do one of these every single time an MCU movie or project comes out. So uh, I'm just not going to be one of those YouTubers. It's fine if you are, but I'm, I'm not. I don't really see a point. Um, but yeah, especially when I can just in conversation, tell you what I think of said project in any given moment. But, uh, so yeah, it's definitely time to do it now because we have an entire phase to rank. Um, and yeah, so let's just go on and get started with this. Um, before I go into that, uh, make sure that you find that QR code right there on your screen. If you're listening to the podcast, look in the description, there is a code for a free audible trial on me. Uh, go to audibletrial.com slash rewatch, I think. It's been forever since I've said that. But either way, you have the QR code and the link down there. It's already there for you, so it doesn't matter if I say it right or not. Um, also, another thing that I don't have up right now is my movie palettes for Fight Club. That is downstairs, I believe. But if you want to get a movie palette, look it up. I need to make a promo so I can air it on here. Uh, look up movie palette. It's um, a, basically a art, artwork, artwork on a canvas. Uh, it takes every frame from a movie, pulls the main color out of it, and it does this really cool like linear design uh, from frame to frame in a movie. So it's really like, it's really like elegant looking. I feel like because at 
first glance, you don't know that it's a movie, but it's something cool that you can talk about with your friends. Like, oh, this is actually Fellowship of the Ring, you know? So it's really cool. So I have a Fight Club one. I should have got it, but I forgot it downstairs along with my external hard drive. So um, check out Movie Palette. Uh, use Rewatch15, Rewatch15, uh, as your promo code at checkout to receive 15% off of your Movie Palette. Um, I appreciate everybody who's done that so far because I think my first um, check for that is coming this week, and um, it's really helping me out. So thank you so much. Movie Palette's awesome, and it's a really cool gift. It's one of the better uh, ideas for film fans. So check out MoviePalette.com. Rewatch 1-5 at checkout for 15% off. All right, so let's just dive in here. Let me make sure I have my screen pulled up. That was the wrong one. I did some prep work. Prep work, um, Because the last time I did this, if you remember, if you followed along, I put a lot of math into it. And I realized that, you know, a, a lot of it had to do with putting like movies together and then ranking them that way. And it's fun to do that, for sure. Um, especially with somebody else. But I realized... The more that the phases, in terms of like content, the more that the phases become unbalanced, when you have phase one who has six projects and then phase four who has, I don't know, 13 or something. Oh, it's more than that, I think. Maybe not. But either way, when you start to have all these unbalances and then it's kind of harder to put like movies together. So basically all that I've done here today, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to go phase by phase rank every phase, and then I'm going to draw a hard line in quality. Um, it, the line may fall after the second movie. It may fall after the fourth movie in said phase. Uh, we'll find that out together, won't we? Um, so I'm going to draw hard lines, and that way I have a, basically an upper-tier marble and lower-tier marble between all phases. And then we will rank from there. And then obviously, if I have any sort of, uh, I don't know, if I want to call a mulligan on something like if Black Widow's too high or something, that I'll do that too. But it just kind of helps me. And it's more fun to get you into the process. There's nothing more frustrating um, for people on the internet, I think. I'm, I'm not speaking to myself. Well, maybe I am. Uh, I'm guilty of it too. There's nothing more frustrating than being on the internet and then seeing someone else's list without really like an explanation as to how they got there. I, I, I think list makers do a really good job of explaining just like what they think of said project in the list. And maybe that's enough, but I think it's cool to kind of have some insight into the process as well. So you, you're basically watching me arrive at every single thought, whether you agree with it or not. So I think that's just a little bit more fun uh, to do. Uh, so I will say, too, that I've separated, um, for now, at the start anyway, I've separated Phase 4 into theatrical and Disney Plus projects. So the Disney Plus will include the special presentations along with the series as well. But I just did that to break it up. I'm obviously going to bring them back together and rank them in the same list. Uh, the only thing that's omitted, and again, I'm doing this on Letterboxd, so uh, the only thing omitted from here is I Am Groot, that thing that everybody already forgot about. And then uh, Marvel's What If, because we don't need to put that here. Plus, if it was here, I know some people do rank it, but I think that's a really hard thing to rank, actually. <laughs> like, how do you how do you rank that? Something that's that episodic. Anyway, um, rank episodes, maybe. But anyway, uh, so let's get started. Let me switch the... We'll start with Phase 4, and let me pull you up here. All right, guys, here's my letterbox. You can follow me at letterboxd. 
com slash rewatch Ryan. I think they're supposed to be doing some kind of like Spotify wrapped thing coming up soon, but either way. Um, so yeah, uh, I think this is already in release order for the most part, but it doesn't matter. So I'm going to change this up real fast. All right. All right. So let's rank, um, this shall we? So this entire conversation about, I had it written down somewhere, but this entire conversation about phase four, um, I, th- I think what's been on my mind and what's going to go into this ranking, how I'm going to think about phase four, um, did we fall in love with brand new characters? The char- they introduced a lot of new characters in phase four. How much did we fall in love with them compared to other times? We were introduced to the main characters. Did we fulfill the multiverse promise? That's going to be on my mind. Was there cohesion and direction? And did we have fun while also taking material seriously? Um, I feel like that's a direct attack at a certain movie coming up in Phase 4. Did we maintain the integrity of these characters while also having fun and being silly? Um so we'll get to that for sure. So that's kind of, that's where my gears are right now when I'm thinking about all these projects, okay? So I think out the gate, maybe the strongest project in phase four period, I think encompasses all of that. Now, is it perfect? No, because nothing in phase four is. The reason why I'm starting in phase four, not only is it the weakest phase in my opinion, or I'm sorry, not only is it the most recent, I just gave it away. Not only is it the most recent phase, but it is by far, in my opinion, the weakest phase in the entire MCU. And it does prove what a lot of people are talking about, that quantity does not equal quality. That's for sure. Um, So yeah. Uh, so let's go into this. So WandaVision right out the gate, I think hands down is the best series in terms of, I feel like it, uh, rose above, um, the marvelness of it all and comic book storytelling and the Disney, it rose above it. And I thought it was just really good television that anybody could enjoy. It was an ode to television, while also, I think, in a really interesting way, carrying on the legacy of of Wanda and Vision as characters. It feels the most tethered to everything that we see before um, in terms, you know, their relationship with Infinity War and Civil War. It feels the most tied down to everything else that we've come to love so far. And I really, really like it. I also like it, even though it doesn't do it a whole lot, I like it as post-Thanos, post-Endgame, because we we talked about grief here. And we got to see what the world is like in this project. So I think it took the most care of the MCU and its characters. And it was also just really fun to watch on a week-to-week basis. And we talked a lot about it. So I think WandaVision is easily the best show in the MCU. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was way better than it had any business being. And I think as time goes on, I do appreciate it less and less only because I haven't really felt the need to go back and revisit it. But I loved, I love the boots on the ground Marvel. It's always appealed to me more. So the Captain America preferred over like say a captain marvel or anything like that you know i i prefer black widow over probably at least right now what i see from ant-man quantum mania right 
So um, I really appreciate the show and the fact that it was really able to put a lens on post-Thanos. I don't think the villain was overall compelling, um, but it did raise a lot of questions and, again, take us to a place post-Thanos in the world. And a lot of the MCU projects in Phase 4 kind of don't do that. Um, and it's kind of annoying, actually, because I think that's one of the biggest failures of Phase 4, actually, is not showing us the world that we live in post-Thanos. Um, like, She-Hulk. did. I don't recall any sort of mention um, to that. Maybe a reference a line of dialogue. But anyway, Falcon and the Winter Soldier... Um, it took care of its characters, I thought, it made us fall in love with characters even more. The Zemo memes, bring them on. I have no idea what some of the stuff at the end of the show is supposed to lead us into, but I guess we'll find out in Captain America New World Order. But uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is really, really solid, and I really appreciate it. Uh, I think Loki, and let's do some moving around, is a better whole. Um, Loki, I'm not that big of a fan of Loki as a character in general. I like the other two characters more, but I think Loki is the greatest whole of the show. Um, and I also think it fulfills the multiverse promise, like we said. Um, I think the creative direction, I think it's one of the best looking. And also the direction that we're leading into with Kang. And it just feels, again, more like it was taking us in a certain direction with where the MCU wants to go. So I think Loki just barely nudges out Falcon and Winter Soldier for better show. Hawkeye is a show I really, really liked at the time, and but it, as time has gone on, there's just things I really like about it, but it's not that great of a show, for example. I loved implementing Kingpin, the idea of that anyway. Uh, the execution, it was exciting to see it happen, but it hasn't been that lasting, uh, honestly. Um, I love Haley Steinfeld in general, but I love her as Kate Bishop. I didn't think this was the best Hawkeye, um, I, I appreciate the, the adaptation of the Matt Fraction run and, you know, setting it around Christmas time and all the fun little Marvel things about it, like the Steve Rogers musical and things like that. But I didn't find, um, the villain and, and echo and all that stuff that compelling actually. And I really loved bringing Florence Pugh back, uh, for this role, but I, I felt like without that, Without Florence Pugh, I think um, I would have been a lot less interested in the show. So I can't give it as much credit as I once did, but it's it's fine. Uh, Moon Knight is a show, the rankings haven't moved so far. Moon Knight is a show that I really appreciated out the gate. And as it went on, I, 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 I see what they were going for, but I thought it was probably the most disappointed I've ever been in a finale. I thought the finale was ridiculous and... I didn't fall in love with char this character ultimately the way that I wanted to. I mean, I was super excited about Moon Knight. I didn't know a lot about the character going into the show, but finding out that Moon Knight's origins came from like Marvel's ripoff of Batman, I was into it. And then when I hear a lot about the psychosis of it and everything going on, um, I, I just thought it was going to be trippy fun. And ultimately, I think it's the show that probably went too far into abandoning its central premise and then got way too marvelly and um I, I it's probably the most heartbreaking uh, uh, show for me it's the one i wanted to love the most and was most disappointed in so i i think honestly it's um a failure in terms of introducing a character for the first time and also just have a hard time I, he doesn't have to but right now I have a hard time grasping where he fits in uh, Miss Marvel, I think, is uh, lovely. 
I really do. I had a lot of fun. I think it's really sweet. And again, it's not perfect. None of these shows are perfect, but it's really sweet. And it's probably the most passionate I've been about a new character. I think Amon Villani's uh, debut as Miss Marvel was more impactful than Brie Larson's as Captain Marvel. I'll say it. And I like Brie Larson as an actress, but Captain Marvel hasn't done it for me. But Miss Marvel Out the Gate came out really, really strong. And it was just a sweet show. It was just fun. Um, I started to pick up on um, the Marvel formula, if you will, with television shows. You know, usually if it's like six episodes, the fifth episode is really experimental um, before, um, I don't know, an underwhelming finale. Usually the fifth episode is the better one. So it was really cool to watch this show's fifth episode. And um, I just thought it was really sweet. So I'm going to put it right above Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think it is a better whole and i'm excited about this character moving forward these are a little bit harder to rank uh now that we're in the special presentations werewolf by night it's one of these things that like if everything else in the mcu was going right right now werewolf by night would be like really exciting but when i can say the same thing about werewolf by night that i can say about literally like every other project that i'm not vibing with how far apart uh everything is um i just it's hard to love because I just, again, have no context of where it fits in the way that I have no context fitting it. Every, every project that feels like it's a mainstay is all over the place. So the fact that you introduce at that time something that's all over the place, it's not like when Guardians of the Galaxy was introduced. Um, so it's something I appreciate, but I just have a hard time connecting to. Uh, it was fun to watch, and I love that Marvel's in this place where it can do things like this. Um, but only if it means I still have what I'm used to, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm going to put it right above Hawkeye as this weird, like just fun watch, uh, maybe around Halloween time. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Cause I haven't rewatched it. I've only watched it once. Uh, I've rewatched guardians of the galaxy. Uh, I'll go ahead and move that too. I've rewatched guardians of the galaxy holiday special twice. And I do see myself, um, revisiting it. Um, and only because I like how it does feel like a continuation of the guardians, but it also just feels like something I can watch every year, even though every year that goes on, I'm going to see a new chapter in the guardians in the MCU. Does that make sense? So these characters are involved in a continuous narrative, but it does feel like something I could go back and revisit um, because it feels outside of the box while also taking care of those characters. So I think it's one of the better uses of the special presentation. So I'm going to put it right above Werewolf by Night. And I do think it's the more fun thing to watch at Christmas and it edges out Hawkeye. Um, She-Hulk is the last one here. And I... I'll be honest, I think She-Hulk is maybe the worst thing in the entire MCU. Um, I really do. And it's really sad, too. I remember loving the first episode. I love the first episode of She-Hulk. And then it just, I, I think it's legitimately awful. And I, I, I hate that because I love Tatiana Maslany a lot. I think she's great. I was so excited she's She-Hulk. The visuals were terrible. I Daredevil came in and saved that show for me, but I've never been... I can't believe how disconnected I was the entire time that show was on in terms of like my excitement to watch it from week to week. I mean, what a disappointment. So it's weird to me right now because Hawkeye has a lot more elements to it 
there's more there on the table, but I think it's a lesser than thing than everything else. So it's kind of weird that I liked it, but it's that far down. But I mean, again, all of these things just vary in quality, and ultimately they just kind of pale in comparison to WandaVision. Um, so I feel really good about this ranking. I'm going to save it here, and I'm going to... What am I doing? Uh, I don't think I can do that yet. So let's go to... You know what? I'm going to take a break. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. I almost left you podcast listeners hanging. Sorry. Let me recap the list for the Disney Plus Phase 4 ranks. All right. We're going to start at the bottom. So at the bottom is She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Hawkeye, Werewolf by Night, Guardians Holiday Special, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Miss Marvel, Loki, and WandaVision. All right, perfect. So now it is time to rank Phase 4 Theatrical. So again, uh, so again, did we fall in love with new characters? Did we fulfill the multiverse promise? Was there cohesion and direction? And did we maintain the integrity of the character while having fun? Phase 4 is complicated you know again i think it's the weakest collection of movies but there's things that also like really appreciate about them um and there's some of these are kind of hard because the things that i like about them vary so differently from project to project so it is kind of hard to compare them but i mean i guess you could say that about literally anything i mean the mcu is going to get harder and harder to rank um no matter what but so let's start talking about the movies in phase four um, I'm going to go on and kick off the best movie in Phase 4 is Spider-Man No Way Home, hands down. Is it perfect? No. Am I in love with the first slash beginning of the second act? No, not really. But at the end of the day, it did something really special, bringing in characters from different studio franchises, uh, taking, you know, the partnership with Sony and Marvel to the absolute limit and doing something that I just never thought I would see. Um, and I can't really say that about any other project. Um, I think it is the best hands down use of the multiverse 
because it actually pulled characters from other movie verses. That's crazy. Like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it toys with a fan casting, but we hadn't. It's not like there was. It was a legacy to John Krasinski's uh, Reed Richards. Uh, we don't even know if he's going to be Reed Richards. Probably not. So. Multiverse of Madness does things, obviously, that you can explore, but it wasn't nearly as impactful or exciting than Spider-Man No Way Home. And because we don't really know what else is going on with the multiverse, I mean, maybe John Krasinski as Reed Richards is something I'll appreciate more as time goes on when we have an actual Reed Richards and just think, oh, wow, we already cast two of these characters. Uh, Once we see the multiverse more, fine. But right now, I'm just kind of confused by it. But Spider-Man No Way Home, best absolute use of the multiverse, hands freaking down. And Tom Holland, I'm sorry, as Spider-Man, is the most watchable actor slash hero slash character in the entire, maybe one of the most watchable in the entire MCU, let alone, I mean, a Spider-Man movie, for the most part, again, not perfect, are all really well done. Uh, so No Way Home is definitely the best in Phase 4. Um, I think the second best in terms of making me excited about a character, making me excited about doing something different in the MCU, I'm going to put Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings as the second best MCU. Now, does the ending look like absolute shit? Yes. The ending looks terrible. I, I mean, I know that we rip on the Black Panther fight sequence um, quite a bit uh, between Black Panther and Killmonger. We rip on that a lot, but the ending of Shang-Chi, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of that stuff, I, I can't remember, Kun Lun, is that what it's called? A lot of that stuff that takes place, it looks awful. Um, is it awesome to see him run up a big-ass dragon and dragons battling each other? Hell yeah, it is. So I loved the action sequences. I loved the new lore. I love how it was able to build on the Trevor Slattery stuff from Iron Man 3. I just think it, it was really tied together in one of the best ways. So I'm going to put Shang-Chi as number two. And it is fun to watch. I appreciate I just like it. Um, this might surprise some people because I think, oh man. So here's what I'm struggling with right now. Let's just go on and have this conversation. The next two movies, um, that I have Black Widow and Wakanda Forever. Now I've seen Black Widow two or three times at this point. I've seen Wakanda Forever once in theaters. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to go on and put Wakanda Forever above Black Widow. Um, because I am just so, imp- even though it's not perfect, it has issues, but I'm so impressed by it, uh, what they were able to do considering the circumstances. So I know that this movie's production and the release, it had a lot of people confused and upset and up in arms, and it's not perfect, but emotionally I was wrecked throughout the entire movie. So I'm going to leave it below Shang-Chi. I had a much more emotional response to Wakanda Forever, but I feel like if I put it above Shang-Chi, that's too much of a recency bias. I do think I'm confident Shang-Chi is a better whole of a film, but Wakanda Forever was, I think, something special and a treat to everybody who... A treat's a weird word to use. It the sentimental value of it um, is up there emotionally. And I cried a lot in that movie. It was very moving. 
Um, so I'm going to put Black Panther Wakanda Forever, even though it has flaws, as my number three. And again, I think um, <sighs> considering the task it had, maintaining the integrity of all those characters, I think for the most part worked. Uh, I know that people are have opinions on Shuri being Black Panther and all everything else, and but at the end of the day, I give it a lot of credit. So Black Widow, Black Widow is one of those movies I think people just think is mid, but it is like so up my alley. This type of movie, I mean the the Jason Bourne of the MCU is obviously something I'm going to be attracted to. I'm a huge Florence Pugh fan, and I actually really dig how they were able to develop Black Widow's backstory. Because it's kind of something that I feel like people online, if you know the character from the comics, fine. But a lot of people online, I feel like, made her backstory um, into something that, I don't know, they felt like it was a bigger deal than it actually ever felt to me. Like, just lines about her, the red in her ledger from Avengers. I, I, they didn't really particularly compel me the way that, you know, some people on TikTok make it seem. But the way that um, they brought all this together and introduced Florence Pugh's character and everything, uh, Yelena, uh, I really liked it. it. Again, it's not perfect. I, I think the third act is actually pretty fun. Um, it Yeah, there's times where it looks like shit and sometimes where it kind of doesn't fall together. I wish... Though, that we had the movie that we got the entire from the opening act. I wish that we had that movie the whole time. It does get to Marvel, um, which I understand. I mean, I've seen Black Widow on... Uh, I've seen Black Widow and Hawkeye travel to space and search for the Soul Stone. Like, I get it. But um, I wish we had that Kate Shortland touch the entire time from the beginning. But it's all good. Um, I think the next best movie is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, it's just not... I don't think it explored the multiverse that well. Um, I just don't think it's as good as the first Doctor Strange. And the, like, you, you take Spider-Man from Far From Home, which is maybe the worst of the trilogy, and you put him into a multiverse epic, I just feel like that succeeded better than Doctor Strange coming from his movie into Multiverse of Madness. Um, and I wish that it was a little bit more tied to the entire MCU and more of a bigger event film. Uh, I didn't think it was as big of an event film as No Way Home. Um, so the, and I also don't think it took care entirely of Wanda's story. I like that Wanda was the villain of it, but I didn't, I don't know. Emotionally, I was much more gutted by other things and other movies. And I appreciate Sam Raimi's touch to it, but at the same time, it's just not really, I don't know. It's not really my thing. I never really got excited about it. Um, the only thing I was excited about was Krasinski and Captain Carter, and we know where that went. So I don't have a problem with those characters only lasting in that movie uh, for so long. But um, if that's the most exciting thing and I don't like any much else about it, then that's just where we are. So we get to maybe two of the worst movies in the entire MCU. Thor Love and Thunder, I came out of the theater and thinking it was fine. I was disappointed, but I thought it was fine. That movie has aged probably worse than any other Marvel movie, I think. I mean, the the amount of appreciation I had, the just how far it fell uh, over the last few months for me. I um, Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I am kind of annoyed by it, honestly. Um, 
Thor Love and Thunder, though, I'm going to put above Eternals. Because there's aspects to Thor Love and Thunder that I like, and I was wanting to see, like, Jane as Mighty Thor. And even though I didn't think it was really taken care of all that well, I had more fun watching that and Christian Bale do kind of a good performance uh, than I did really anything in Eternals. Uh, Eternals had the um, abundance of characters that I don't care about might be unmatched, like in all of cinema. Um, You know, (laughs) I just uh, don't have really anything that... I I try to go back and watch Eternals a couple of times, and I find it just so uninteresting, and I don't think it... It's it's too non-Marvel and too Marvel at the same time, to where they both look like shit when they're put together. Um, I just don't think this was a good fit with Chloe Zhao. And she's a, she's a good director from what I've seen. Uh, I just don't think it fit. And it's not always going to fit. So um, I just think Eternals, it's just a movie I just don't care about. I really don't. Um, so here's my ranking of the MCU Phase 4 films from worst to best. Eternals, Thor Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Black Widow, Wakanda Forever, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man No Way Home. So... Um, yeah, there's that for you. I'm going to save that and lock it in. Let's go to my phase four ranked and add this in. And let's just go on and finish this phase four ranking real quick. Wait, what am I doing? Here we go. Add all films to a list. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't ever done it like this. So here we go. So let's go on and do this real quick. So Spider-Man No Way Home is the best thing, I think. Shang-Chi is better than Loki. Um, Wakanda Forever is better than Miss Marvel. Black Widow is... I'm going to put Black Widow right beside Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I think at the end of the day, that goes to show... We have these conversations about what... uh, MCU projects should or shouldn't have been specials or TV shows or movies. And I think Black Widow and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are close together and that they expand on these boots on the ground characters that I like. But if Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a movie, I probably would have appreciated it more. And the fact that Black Widow had the foresight, same, I could say the same about Hawkeye. Um, Black Widow, I think the, the choice of making that a movie and is better than making the other two a TV series, if that makes sense. So that goes into that thought process. Uh, Multiverse of Madness, I'm going to put um, above Hawkeye um, because I just think, even though I don't like it as much, the Doctor Strange Wanda stuff I think is going to be more involved into the MCU moving forward than Hawkeye is. Like, I don't know where Kate Bishop's going to come up. So, She-Hulk is definitely dead last behind Eternals and Thor Love and Thunder. And I think um, that's going to do it. I like the fact that Moon Knight and Thor Love and Thunder are together. Um, Because, I mean, they're two characters that I either wanted to love or already loved and just by the end fell out of love with. So, I think I like that. Werewolf by Night, I, I think I would watch Werewolf by Night again before I watch Multiverse of Madness. So I appreciate this um, so far. So that is my MCU Phase 4 ranked. All right, let's skip around a little bit. I said that I ranked Phase 4 first because I thought it was the worst phase. 
I don't know if we checked in on Marvel Phase 2, but I think Phase 2 is the second worst phase. Now, are there all-time great movies in this phase? Absolutely. But as a whole, I think it's, what, batting 500, maybe? Which is good in baseball terms, but not not in cinema. It's not. So, I think there's three excellent movies, and then there's three mid-to-not-good movies here. And uh, so, I just think... um, I just think phase two is the worst. And I think, honestly, phase four has made us appreciate phase one more. Um, But phase two obviously has its strengths as well. Uh, I mean, all timers here. Uh, So I think this is really easy. So let's go on and rank phase two, shall we? I think easily the worst film in phase two is Thor The Dark World. So let's just go on and put that down here. Move out of the way, Amen. Thor The Dark World is the worst. What is the next worst? It's up to Iron Man 3 and Avengers Age of Ultron. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Iron Man 3, I don't not appreciate it the way that people hate on it. Wait, does that make sense? The way that people hate on that movie doesn't bother me. Um, Do I think really any of the Iron Man sequels are great? No, not really. But I like watching Age of Ultron more because of all the other heroes. I've seen Age of Ultron more, and but I, I, I feel like it's a toss-up in terms of quality. I just lean towards Age of Ultron. Um, Iron Man 3, I think that it did things that the MCU eventually parted with, but I think Age of Ultron has only been built upon uh, by other MCU projects. So it just... It's a greater backbone, I think, and it doesn't... Iron Man 3 isn't really that great of a... It's not the Iron Man trilogy is that wonderful, so it's not really a great end to a trilogy. It kind of just feels like another entry, but didn't really take care of itself in that way. So, Age of Ultron, it's the worst Avengers movie, but um, I feel like I would like an Avengers movie. I feel like I would like a mid-Avengers movie more than I like a mid-solo like movie. So, I'm going to put uh, that right there. So... Ant-Man goes above all of those. I think Ant-Man is a really underappreciated solo film. I think it's really great and super fun to watch. So it comes down to two of the all-time greats. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And there's a few of these um, around these. I always have the hardest time deciding which one I think is better. Um, I usually just fall back on, look, this is rewatch Ryan. This is Ryan's list. So, what is the most Ryan choice? And if I go with that, it is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, It's the best Guardians movie so far. Captain America Winter Soldier is one entry in a fantastic, maybe the best trilogy. I'm going to (laughs) sneeze. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Look, two all-time greats, but at the end of the day... At the end of the day, I'm going to have to go with Guardians. I just think it's too special. Um, the quality of Captain America, the Winter Soldiers, there um, for sure. But I'm going to give the edge to Guardians of the Galaxy. I just think it's the most special. And there's other Captain America movies that are going to be high up. So anyway, Phase 2's ranking. Uh, Thor, The Dark World, Iron Man 3, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just more special, I think. Uh, So that is my Phase 2 ranking. Uh, Let's go to 
phase one, shall we? Go ahead and knock this out. So again, I think that this is the second best phase. Just the excitement of it. I think the quality of the films, for the most part, I mean, four out of six are just spectacular. And it's something that I think we appreciate more. Phase four has no direction, no cohesion. And this may be better than any other phase, just because it's tight. It's only you know six projects, six movies. It's a lot tighter, and the cohesion is just there. And it carried us forward. Uh, and it just had so much momentum, and it was when everything was exciting. Um, and I missed I miss phases like this, you know. <laughs> so uh, this is the second best phase in the MCU by far. So we just had a hard time, and by we I mean me. I just had a hard time ranking Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Guardians. I think the the two that I have the most hard time with are Avengers and Iron Man. And I think I'm going to give Avengers the the win here between those two. Um, Iron Man just went into whatever that thing is called. I just completely blanked on what it's called. Only three superhero movies are in it. Something historical. Uh, anyway, <laughs> some film preservation. I don't Anyway, I've totally blanked on what it's called. But Iron Man, one of the all-time greats. But, I mean, there's nothing like Avengers. Um the fact that they've just pulled that off and it's what Avengers is more about what makes the MCU so special. I mean, we had had other successful solo superhero movies and other franchises, but Avengers was singular and specific to the MCU and it had a great Iron Man performance, but also a great performance and outing for all these other characters. And it just was a monster. And so Avengers is the best movie in phase one by far followed by Iron Man two. I'm sorry. <laughs> Followed by Iron Man. Excuse me. Wow. Almost just lost all of my listeners. The third best in the phase one is Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, this is a movie that I've only grown to appreciate more so. I think even in my last list, I put it above Iron Man. I'm not going to do it this time. Uh, as I've aged, I've wanted to be more like Steve Rogers. Yeah, I've talked about this before, but when I was younger and I saw Iron Man, I was 17 years old. And of course I wanted to be like Tony Stark. But as I am I grow and mature, uh, I want to be more like Steve Rogers. So I've only grown, uh, my appreciation for this movie has only grown more so over time. Um, it's wonderful. Fantastic. Another underappreciated solo outing is Thor. Um, that's my number four here. And... I think it's the second best Thor movie. And um, I just, I think it's a lot of fun. It has, there's plenty of stuff in there that I, do, I just don't really care about. I mean, I'm, I'm not really into Jane and Thor all that much. Um, I didn't think that the Destroyer stuff was that compelling, but it's definitely funny and it felt different and unique at the time. And I really ha did, well, I still do, really appreciate Hemsworth just, just crushing it. I mean, I remember feeling like he proved why he was cast from this movie. It was exciting to see him there. So even though the eyebrows are in there, and even though you know his character's been a mixed bag, unfortunately, but um, Thor's really rock solid, I think. So uh, with that said, The Incredible Hulk is a movie that like I, re I remember really liking The Incredible Hulk. I mean, there was a time when I had... In 2008, 2009, when all I had was to watch those two movies before Iron Man 2 came out, I remember really liking aspects of Incredible Hulk that other superhero movies... I loved how just 
baller Hulk was. I mean, the fight scene on the university campus is so sick and so fun. And I think that's action that we don't really get in the MCU anymore. And I, I really liked it. Um, but as it's gone on, I think that not only did Edward Norton not crush that role, but the lack of chemistry that him and Liv Tyler have, I don't, I'm not really that big of a Liv Tyler fan in general, but the lack of chemistry and how dull that entire relationship is, it makes so much of the rest of the movie dull. And also bringing back Blonsky and She-Hulk and showing that She-Hulk isn't really that great of an addition to this franchise too. It just kind of, there's a lot of reasons to sour on Incredible Hulk. Uh, I think Iron Man 2, even though it's definitely flawed, um, I just think it's more entertaining at least. Um, so Incredible Hulk is my least favorite phase one movie. Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man, and the Avengers. Uh, so there's that. Lock it in. All right. So... Let's go to phase three, shall we? This is the hardest phase to rank because the quality is, is just on point for the most part. So let's just go on and get to my least favorite. Um, and that is Captain Marvel. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, no, I don't want to jump the gun yet. Sorry. <laughs> let's go to what's easily the best. How about that? We'll start there. Easily the best. It, only because, spoiler alert, it's my favorite MCU movie of all time. Avengers Infinity War uh, is the best Phase 3 movie, hands down. Um, I'm going to go on and put, for right now, I'm just going to put Avengers Endgame behind Captain America Civil War. And I'm going to see if it moves here in a minute. But right now, the top three in Phase 3 are Infinity War, Civil War, Endgame. Um, so let's talk about the bottom three, shall we? Let's do Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Because I dislike these movies for various reasons, uh, but also they've, I don't know, they've aged differently to me. Um, so right now, if you were to ask me, hey Ryan, what movie would you rather watch? Captain Marvel, Guardians 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, I think... Guardians Volume 2 would probably win that. Now, Guardians Volume 2, and Brando loves to tease me about this, is one of the most disappointing experiences I've had with the MCU by far. Because the I think maybe that justifies why Guardians was placed above Winter Soldier in the Phase 2 ranking. Just because that movie was just one of my all-time favorite theatrical experiences, that first Guardians movie. Uh, Guardians Volume 2 I thought was a tremendous step down. I thought it did what we say with Thor Love and Thunder. Honestly, I thought that the fact that we just got too silly, I thought it lost some of the integrity of the characters. Um, and, you know, introducing... Um, I didn't really get that big of a punch between Peter and um, Ego. You know, that was something that was promised from the first movie. We were leading into that, so we were expecting it. I didn't really think it packed a punch emotionally. Um, but at the end of the day, I was thinking about Yondu. And the emotional punch that that had. And I think I thought a little bit about it more during the holiday special as well. And I just think overall that means more to us as fans um, than the other two movies have. So, And I like some of the Rocket stuff in there, but not all of it. I think some of the Drax and Mantis stuff was mean-spirited. And I think they figured it out in um, the holiday special. I miss the first Guardians Drax, though. I mean, he's kind of gotten a little too silly for me, but... I think I would rather watch Guardians 2 and I would have more fun with that than A-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. I think I'm going to put Captain Marvel um, 
above Ant-Man and the Wasp. Only because Ant-Man and the Wasp, I just don't care about anything in that movie. I don't. And I love the first Ant-Man. I just, I thought it felt flat. And it's almost like a sin that I just don't care about it. I don't even think it's like actively bad. I just don't. I just don't care about it. I mean, the Wasp was kind of cool, but I just think it's kind of nothing, honestly. Captain Marvel um, definitely has its flaws, uh, but I think it's a little bit more entertaining. Um, and I think the scroll stuff, we're going to come to appreciate that a little bit more as well. But Amen and the Wasp, I mean, yeah, just let that into it. And I think the Captain Marvel lead into Endgame worked a little bit better than Amen's follow up to Infinity War. Uh, this is really difficult. I think I'm going to leave. I think I'm going to put Doctor Strange above Guardians Volume 2. And I think Doctor Strange is a really good origin story. Um, it reminds me of how I felt about Ant Man. Um, in phase two in fact i think dr strange is probably better uh even though i think the villain in a man's better but i think dr strange is more fun to watch overall um and i like the character a lot but anyway those that's a really hard comparison a man and dr strange they have so much similarities but um yeah that's a that's a nice pair up uh but i think far from home I don't get why people are so hard on Far From Home. I find Far From Home wildly entertaining, and I think it's really good. I think that the first act kind of drags a little bit. when you know All the Europe stuff, when they're being students, I think a that kind of drags on a little bit. But I really liked Mysterio, and I liked all of the action sequences, and I just thought it was a really interesting way. I know that people are kind of over-implementing every single villain with, with having a pass with Tony Stark. I don't know. I kind of just got over that. And so I don't let that kind of stuff bother me anymore. So Far From Home, even though it's probably the weakest of the Spider-Man trilogy, I think it's really good. And there's aspects to it that I like a lot. Um, it, Even though it isn't better than Homecoming, I mean, the Spider-Sense and what it did, I think it took care of what, what people complained about in Homecoming. And it, it was him on his own. And um, I just really appreciate it. So, Far From Home, I mean, I watch Far From Home all the time. And the ending is still one of the best. I think Far From Home is probably the best use of, of the end credits, period. Um, it did some multiverse stuff. It was the best maybe lead-in into the next movie, period. I think it's awesome. Uh, that was our first glimpse with J.K. Simmons and everything that we were going to do in Phase 4. So, I think Far From Home, I don't think people give it enough credit. I think it's awesome. Um... Homecoming's better, though, so I'm going to leave that there. I think um, I'm going to put Thor Ragnarok next. Now, I think Thor Ragnarok is great, but I think it kind of... Uh, I, I don't find it to be that entertaining all the time in the second act. Um, I, I think the first act and the third act are really great, but I kind of get bored in the second act, I'm not going to lie. With all the stuff with Banner and everything, um, it just doesn't hold it together for me and it's so great on either side of it um it's just not the best hole for me but i i still love it a lot and it's the best thor movie hands down so i'm gonna put uh let's do spider-man homecoming before that so thor's in the middle of a spider-man sandwich i think homecoming is fantastic and i love it i love everything about it uh i love vulture i love tom holland's outing i just think that it was great and so much fun to watch um, and it definitely, I don't know the way that it built off of how it, he, it improved upon Spider-Man from civil war. 
I think. Like, still, the Civil War Spider-Man was great, but Homecoming was, like, just another step up. Whereas I don't think Black Panther comes across that way all the time. Um, specifically, like, the suit uh, and everything, how aggressive he is in Civil War. Does it come off, even though Black Panther's great, and it's why it's the next movie on the list. Uh, I think Black Panther's got one of the best villains in the MCU, hands down. Does the ending look bad? Yeah. Uh, but the amount of characters that it introduced that we just fell in love with, and it was one of the most successful comic book movies, one of the most successful movies of all time. I think Black Panther is great, and uh, it's going to be my number four in Phase 3. Uh, Endgame is going to stay at number three. Uh, I think there's parts of it that don't work entirely, um, but it is, I mean, one of the best theatrical experiences ever, and it's just such a great ending. Uh for everything that it's not literally the ending because far from home came after but it's such a great cap on the entire mcu uh and it would have worked if we left it there it would have worked um but anyway and avengers endgame i everything that's been said about that movie's already been said civil war i think is another great example and it's something that i talked about in the previous list but the mcu is at its best when it has more care like it just does team up so well the more characters that are MC in MCU movies, somehow the better they are. Somehow, it's crazy. Um, so, Captain America: Civil War, the dynamic between Tony and Steve is maybe arguably the best thing about it. And so, the fact that you capitalize on that, pull from Winter Soldier, pull from Iron Man, bring in Black Panther, bring it. It did so many things right, and I think it juggled all of those better than Endgame did. Um, but Civil War, I mean, it's maybe my most, second most watched MCU movie, second to Infinity War. So, here's the ranking. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Guardians 2, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Far From Home, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, Avengers Endgame, Civil War, and Avengers Infinity War. So now, what I'm going to do, and I think, and it's okay if it's not it's perfect, but I told you I was going to draw lines um, inside the upper echelon and then the lower echelon. So let's start with phase three. Below the line, there's going to be a line between Doctor Strange and Guardians 2. So the three below the line in phase three are Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and Guardians 2. And let's just go on and go to below the hard line, shall we? So uh, I brought in Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 from Phase 1, Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, and Age of Ultron in Phase 2, uh, Guardians 2, Captain Marvel, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, Phase 3, and then Multiverse of Madness, Eternals, Thor, Love and Thunder, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Hawkeye um, are below the hard line. So let's go on and rank essentially what are, I think, the worst projects in the MCU. So I think the best of these is probably uh, Age of Ultron. And the worst is probably She-Hulk, and I'm going to put Eternals right above She-Hulk, and then I'm going to put Thor, Love, and Thunder right above there. Um, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp I'm going to put above Moon Knight and below Multiverse of Madness. Hawkeye, I'm going to put above... Uh, I'm going to put Hawkeye below Iron Man 3. Uh, let's put Thor the Dark World uh, above Moon Knight and below Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I think this is probably going to do it other than Iron Man 3 and Hawkeye. I need to be above... 
Man, this is harder. Um, all right, I think this is gonna do it. Let's see how I feel about this. So below the hard line, I think the bet, yeah, the best project here is Age of Ultron. I would say um, Iron Man three, Hawkeye. Iron Man 2, Guardians 2, Captain Marvel, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I'm going to put Multiverse of Madness above Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, that works for me. Uh, Multiverse of Madness, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Thor the Dark World, Moon Knight, Incredible Hulk, Thor Love and Thunder, Eternals, and She-Hulk. I feel really good about that. So let's lock that in. All right, this is going to be really difficult. And this kind of spoils my list, but it's all good. This is kind of the end of it anyway. So let's finish this thing off, shall we? So what I have collected here is uh, every project in the MCU that is above the line. So right now it's not ranked yet. It's in by phase. So I can just start sliding movies where they go. Um, but yeah. I ranked them. You know, it's funny too because I said that uh, what? Well, I said that Phase Two was worse than Phase One, but when you pull out the best of Phase Two, it's like better than the best of Phase One. So my argument falls apart, but it's all good. Um, so yeah, uh, what are we looking at here? So what is the best? Uh, here, let's edit this above the hard line. All right, so. Let's go to phase one where the Avengers is and what movies is it better than? Um, I'm going to say it's better than... <sighs> I know where it is, guys. All right, so here's where a, a, Avengers needs to go toe-to-toe with Endgame. Now, is the Avengers a better entry point into the franchise, then Avengers Endgame is a better exit point to the franchise. Obviously, Avengers was where it started, and Avengers Endgame wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the first one. And I don't always like that argument, because it's like you can just improve on something. <laughs> just because the first one existed doesn't mean that it's automatically better. So I don't always like that argument. But I think the better whole is the first Avengers. And that's... Not something I think I've I arrived at until right now. Um, I think Avengers Endgame was always my second favorite, but I think I don't know. I think that first Avengers movie, I think it's got to be above Endgame as the better whole. I really, I really think so. So, and I don't think it's as good as Civil War because Civil War was able to extract, but also be. Oh man. The Avengers was more fun, but Civil War was more fun and heartbreaking, and I just think that the character... Yeah, Avengers is above Endgame as of right now, and I, I might regret that eventually, but it's all good. Uh, so right now, let's see. Let's move Iron Man. So Iron Man is better than... Oh, man, that's so difficult. I'm going to say Iron Man is right below Avengers and above Endgame. Um, but damn, that's it's really difficult. First Avenger, um, it's this is where it's going to get a little bit easier to determine. Because I think First Avenger is a really, really good uh, origin story. But I don't think it's as strong as, say, like a Thor Ragnarok. So I'm going to put it right above Far From Home and below Thor Ragnarok. 
Um, I'm going to put Thor. I'm going to keep Thor below Doctor Strange. So, yeah, I like that so far. That's good with me. Um, let's put Guardians of the Galaxy. So, Guardians of the Galaxy is still going to be above Winter Soldier. For sure. Um, and Winter Soldier is better than First Avenger, so Guardians is above First Avenger for sure. I'm going to put Guardians of the Galaxy right above... Oh, damn. I'm going to put it right below Black Panther and above... Sp no, you know what? I'm going to put it above Black Panther and Spider-Man Homecoming and a below Avengers Endgame. Uh, the Winter Soldier, I'm going to put below Black Panther and above Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, yeah, I like that so far. That's good. So Ant-Man, like I said, Ant-Man is up there with like Doctor Strange and like Thor with like underappreciated solo movies. But I think I'm going to put Ant-Man... Yeah, I'm going to put it below Far From Home and above Doctor Strange. I like that for sure. So Spider-Man No Way Home is... That's our first Phase 4 entry. So I think No Way Home... Oh, man. It's highs are higher than most movies in the MCU. But as a whole, um, I'm gonna. it's going to barely edge out First Avenger and Far From Home. But I'm going to keep it below. You know what? I'm going to put it above Ragnarok. But below Homecoming. Uh, so we're going to have two Spider-Man side by side for right now. Um, WandaVision, I'm going to put... Um, I'm going to put WandaVision below Doctor Strange and right above Thor. Um, so, yeah. Shang-Chi, I'm going to put above Thor. Loki, I think I'm going to keep... Hmm. I'm starting to rethink this a little bit. But then again, these are the best of the best. So, I think... I think for the most part, this is good where it is Thor and Loki side by side I like because I think that that shows the idea that like so, some of these projects are just better movies you know like Loki I think probably could have been a movie if it was a little bit bigger um, and I think it is right that most of the series are below most of the films uh, the only one that sort of edges them all out is WandaVision um, but I think Wakanda Forever oh man Wakanda Forever seems low compared but again it there hasn't been enough time for me to assess where Wakanda Forever is so I'm I'm tampering the expectations I've had a lot longer with all these other movies and I feel firm in my stance on them so it's kind of weird that Wakanda Forever is as low as it is right now but I think it it makes sense uh for the most part so yeah it's funny how like every the bottom of the above the line are all the series for the most part, with the exception of WandaVision. So, yeah. So, guys, that's the top half of my ranking. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go through it one more time, but this is going to be it. So, above the line, from worst to best, Werewolf by Night, Guardians Holiday Special, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Black Widow. It's a great pairing. I think that makes sense. Black Widow edges it out. Uh, Miss Marvel, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Loki, Thor, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, WandaVision, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home, Captain America the First Avenger, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain America the Winter Soldier, 
Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Endgame, Iron Man, Avengers, Captain America Civil War, and Avengers Endgame. I think at first glance, um, I think the weirdest thing is that Captain America Civil You know what? It's not. I mean, Captain America's Civil War is definitely a Captain America movie, but I also get the Avengers argument, and I think, again, it just goes back to, like, I'm going to love and appreciate... If you are able to somehow maximize story and characters, I think it's, in me, in my opinion, stands out more than when you just took care of a solo character. And it's not like there aren't great. But, I mean, Civil War is is better than Iron Man, in my opinion. Um, slightly. I mean, we're talking slight degrees. It's not like it's a mile between the two. But, yeah, that is... Um, that's my above the line until I add in, all right, let's add the below the hard line movies into this and see if we can cap it all off and then we are out of here. So, <laughs> is Avengers Age of Ultron, yeah, this is where we need to make some adjustments. Okay, so now that I've added the below the line, is Avengers Age of Ultron better than, This is what. yeah, this is where we need to mix some stuff up here. So I'm glad that I took a look at this. Avengers Age of Ultron, is it better than Black Widow? Is it better than Wakanda Forever? Those are two, like, epic. I'm going to say that it's not. I'm gonna, But is it better than Black Widow? I don't know that it is. I'm going to put Ultron above the Guardians Holiday Special and below Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just more my vibe. You know what? I'm going to put Age of Ultron above Falcon and the Winter Soldier and below Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, I think Wakanda Forever is better than Age of Ultron. I do. All right, so Iron Man 3, I'm going to put... I'm going to put Iron Man 3 above the Guardians Holiday Special and below Falcon and Winter Soldier. Hawkeye, I'm going to keep where it is below Werewolf by Night. I just think it was a better Disney Plus edition and uh, makes the most sense. But Hawkeye, there's still stuff that I like about it. Iron Man 2, do I think Multiverse of Madness is worse than Iron Man 2? I don't. Let's adjust that. Multiverse of Madness is above Iron Man 2 and Guardians 2. I think... I think I've changed my mind on that. But I think for the most part, everything else works. So let me go through it one more time and if I need to make a last-minute decision. But so far, guys, this is every MCU project ranked from worst to best. Here we go. Drum roll, please. 39, She-Hulk, Eternals, Thor Love and Thunder, The Incredible Hulk, Moon Knight, Thor The Dark World, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Guardians Volume 2, Iron Man 2, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Hawkeye. I feel like I have Multiverse of Madness lower than most people, but I just I need to rewatch it. But at the same time, just my interest in not watching it speaks volumes. Hawkeye, Werewolf by Night, Guardians Holiday Special, Iron Man Three. The, all the Christmas stuff is all the holiday stuff is right together here. Uh, best use of the holiday, I guess, is Iron Man Three with Guardians right below it. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Avengers Age of Ultron, Black Widow. Am I the only person that has Black Widow above Age of Ultron? Maybe. Uh, Miss Marvel, Wakanda Forever, Loki, Thor, Shang-Chi, WandaVision, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, 
Spider-Man Far From Home, Captain America The First Avenger, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain America The Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Endgame, Iron Man, Avengers, Captain America Civil War, and Avengers Infinity War. And that, I feel good about. Spider-Man No Way Home, we got a Phase 4 project in the top 10, but it's dead last. And uh, Thor Ragnarok, I think that's something that's probably lower than it was on my last list. But yeah, like I said, I just... Um, I don't respond to the entirety of that movie, but its highs are really high, just like Spider-Man No Way Home, for sure. Um, Far From Home, I appreciate more, so I'm totally fine with that being in the top 15. Um, yeah, I feel pretty good about this. I think, yeah, I feel good about it. This is a good ranking for me. I feel good. So you can find this ranking. I will publicize this as soon as the podcast is out on my letterbox, letterbox.com slash Rewatch Ryan. Again, my top 10 MCU projects. Avengers Infinity War, Civil War, Avengers, Iron Man, Endgame, Guardians, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, Homecoming, and No Way Home. Yeah, that's a good top 10. I I like that. A lot of Avengers, a lot of Captain America, a lot of Spider-Man, but I think that's the best of the MCU. So here we go. Um, guys, I'm going to switch cameras and we are going to head out of here. Um, it was great to be back. Um, I had a lot of fun doing this as I typically do. Um, this is my ranking until I revisit this halfway through the year. I appreciate your time as always. Thank you for hanging out with me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on Twitter. Instagram's really the only social media I like anymore. Um, I'm going to delete TikTok probably, but, um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Rewatch Ryan. Again, visit the QR code right there for a 30 day free trial of Audible on me. Get you a movie palette 50% off. Use Rewatch15 at checkout. And I appreciate it. Coming up next, very soon, uh, hopefully this time next week, I will have my top 10 movies of 2022 ready for you all. And uh, I'm excited. So, anyway, thank you so much for hanging out. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye bye.